a Steve Mathis production. Check it out, Pulp MX fans. We're proud to announce iPhone users can now get the official Pulp MX app from the App Store and have archives, show drops and technical info, stories, and even exclusive bonus Pulpcasts not available anywhere else. As always, use the Mathis code at btosports.com. And when buying from Amazon, click the banner on pulpmx.com to show your support. episode of the Steve Mathis show there is a high chanceability you will either learn something a lot of people don't know you left thinking or make you say to yourself dude that's so funny the bottom line is this podcast serves as archival documentation of this interview welcome to the racer x podcast show brought to you by btosports.com hosted by Steve Mathis Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast show, Phoenix Supercross wrap-up. We do these uh, all year, every year, just like clockwork. Uh, I'm Steve Mathis. With me on the line is um, the uh, four-time 125 Supercross winner, David Pingree. Hello. And the Pulitzer Prize winning author, journalist, Jason Wygant. Yeah. What's up, guys? Polishing off the Pulitzer over here. Uh, Ping, you went to Phoenix, so uh, that's good. And um, you know what's funny is, uh, you know, when you see um, you see a buddy of yours that's maybe going through a divorce and you're um, not really sure what's going on with his, say, his love life or his marriage. And, you know, you see this thing all the time in the races where you're like, oh, I didn't know they were dating or I didn't, they look, I heard they were hooking up or. Looks like they're a serious couple. You know what I mean? You guys both know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you don't really yeah, know, that. You don't really know, but you sort of know, and you don't really want to ask because, you, you, you know, you just don't know. Well, yeah. Ping, I got to say, like, I, I was wondering who that chick was you were with in the press box. I'm like, who, who is that girl? What is Ping doing? Yeah. They're, like, full-on interacting. Like, that's not his wife. No, that's not his wife. I've seen his wife. That's not his wife. Is he cheating on his wife? Do I say anything? Is he, is he divorcing his wife? Is this the new chick? I didn't recognize Georgia Lindsay. Yeah, come on, man. No, I didn't. Yeah. You know why not? I don't know. It was really dumb of me. I, I she had a toucan or whatever, and um, you know, it's just one of those things where I was like, oh, whoa, what's Pink doing? Who's that girl? Was Georgia Lindsay? Georgia Lindsay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you were just sitting next to her. I'm not, I'm not insinuating that it was you guys were making out, you guys were doing anything. You were just sitting next to each other. No, no way, to, way to really, you know, go right to that filthy place of thinking something bad was going on. Uh, yeah, well, that's what i got to say. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, and, and Top Jimmy, um, b- bad break for Top Jimmy. Got, landed on Nick Way. Yeah. I didn't see it. Did either of you two guys see it? 
No, we just saw him down. Yeah. Everybody just saw him. Right. Yeah, the, pretty much, if there were any crashes, it was in that section. Yeah. Several times, like, oh, a guy's down there. Same thing with Izzy. He was down probably, what, 50 feet further down the track when he crashed? Yeah. I uh, I didn't see it. Nobody else saw it. But let's... Uh, uh, Heard he lost some teeth. Lost some teeth? Separated his shoulder? Knocked himself out? Yeah, I heard he lost uh, six teeth or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, uh, Ping, what what do you think of the race? What'd you, let's talk. Let's talk first about uh, Phoenix in general. Um, dirt was sort of slippery slash tacky, and then they opened the roof, which they normally do. Kind of dried out from there, huh? Same old, same old. It's just that dirt. Yeah, it's the same. You know, it's the same dirt they bring in every year. It's, it, they overwater it, so it's muddy at first, and then by the end of the night, it's dusty still somehow. And it's, you know, like a, a little bit of loose soil on top of a really, really hard base. So a little slick, a little deceiving at times, mm-hmm. uh, but just standard for Phoenix. Yeah. I, I, I know when we raced there, the hardest part was figuring out a tire setup, especially for the start, because... Oh, no tires. It looks tacky. You're going, oh, man, you know, I need a good hard pack here that it's hard and sticky, but, but you just spin on it. It's like asphalt you could never figure out where to have your body positioning what kind of tire tire pressure to run it was just it's kind of a i don't know we never i don't even think we ever really found anything that worked great on it no i mean you were so frustrated you just broke your bike in half well i'm more talking about the time uh that i was running troy's team working with those guys i know i'm just kidding um you seem a little are you depressed Ping? Are you upset Me? today? Yeah. No, you no. Right now, a little, little tired. Oh, a little I'm tired. I'm gonna drink a Red Bull or something right now because I. Uh, yeah. Oh, I get I stayed in Phoenix for a couple of days visiting family, and so we just drove home yesterday. I did a CrossFit workout for the first time with my brother-in-law. Yeah, I hear oh. you. Yeah. Yeah, I know, Steve. You're a big fan of CrossFit. But you know what? A, you know what a burpee is? You drop down, do a push-up, jump up, and then you kind of jump. But this is a burpee to a box jump. Had to do a hundred of them for time. Yeah, huh. I can barely move today. I'm tired, I, little store. I just burped. That's all I did. I didn't do anything. Yeah, burpee. Burpee takes on a whole new meaning for you guys. Um, uh, yeah, I feel like Wagon. I feel like Ping's not into this podcast. I feel like well, you and I are going to pull pull him through. No, no, that's just <clears> well. You started off on the wrong rally. foot by making accusations, not just of divorce, <laughs> but his next chick after the divorce. Uh, all, in one, all in one uh, night in the press box. I, it's not accusations. Your future, David it's Pinger. not it's accusations. I mean, we all know. Now we're all, ha, ah, but I just, you know, one of those things. That's okay. all. Hey, listen, I couldn't listen. even notice. Wait, listen. you got to listen. There it was. <laughs> that is the sound of an ice-cold red bull. Open a red bull. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I couldn't really, as striking as George Lindsay is, I didn't really notice her over there because I was just taken aback by the fact that I actually saw Ping at a race. Like, yeah. every Ping has been at races that I've been at before, but we never see each other. And we definitely don't see each other during the race. Like, right. was that the first time you've ever been in the press box, Ping? I don't think I've ever seen you in the press box. <laughs> I, you know, I stay out of the press box because typically I'm not, you know, working. I'm not up there typing stuff or whatever. Right. So I try to give those guys room, and it's so crowded. You know, it's like, yeah. Know. There's yeah. people up there who well, are. To not give you an trapped. idea, there was I was sitting next to David Iser from DMXS during practice, and then I ran down to the pits to try to get whatever last scoops I could. And by scoops, I mean of pasta in the Honda pits. 
and then get back up to watch the night show. And I'm like, ah, two people just jumped into my friggin' spot. Who the hell? It was. They don't probably don't even know Iser. They weren't sitting next to him all day like I was. Mm-hmm. Was... And then there was. I just went over to get my bag, kind of as rudely as I could, like to try to grab my backpack and like let them know that they had jumped into my grave. Hit me in the back of the head with it. Yeah, and I'm like, uh, excuse me, yeah, let me just get my backpack here. I'll have to find a place to sit. And then the guy turns around and it was Ping. Yeah, so, with his new chick. I was like, Ping's in the press box. Yeah, with his new chick. With his new chick. Um, <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen Ping at races yet, for sure. I mean, um, you, we know you go to races. Like, we know yeah, you go to races. Yeah. I'm not saying you don't, you're not there. We just never cross paths. So this is. This is the first podcast we'll ever do where all three of us have the same perspective because we were all sitting within about, what, five feet of each other? Yeah, yeah. You, you, you and I, well, again, we had Yoko from Kawasaki in between us, and um, I'm surprised he came back for more after Seattle last year. Um, have we ever talked about Yoko from Kawasaki on this show? Yeah, I think we did. I think we talked about how he loved chicken over everybody else. Ping, do you remember that? This is Eddie. Yeah, so we, we talked about it. The big boss, folks, of, of Kawasaki, like the big yeah, boss over yeah. from Japan, like – Mike Fisher or now Dan Fahey, they answer to this guy. Am I correct? Reed Nordine answers to this guy. Yes. Everybody, right. Yeah. This guy sits down next to us at the Seattle Supercross. He speaks some English, not, not, not a ton, but, you know, good enough to hold the conversation. And Mathis immediately is like, oh, look at those Hondas. Look at those Hondas. Look at how well they track. <laughs> oh, Cowies just don't have the horsepower. Just don't have the horse. And he loves it. He just laughs. Like, yeah. He came up to me after the LCQ. He, he likes that shtick so much. He came back after the LCQ and said, Tickle not qualify. Must have been machine. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, of course, Yoko's favorite all-time rider is Jeff Matasevich. Not Carmichael, not Villapoto, not Jeff Ward. None of the great <laughs> Cowie legends. His favorite Kawasaki rider of all time is Jeff Matasevich. Loves chicken. And then remember you asked him, why not have Matasevich become team manager? Yeah, yeah. He was like, oh, no, no, chicken not good manager. Chicken nugget manager. <laughs> so even his his fandom has a limit. Um, how about how about when Stewart was in opening ceremonies and I'm like, you should have never let that guy go. I can't believe you let that guy go. He's so fast. He's so yeah, fast. I'm like, dude, I don't know if he. I was like, I don't know if he know, but he's got a lot of talent. He's really good. Well, why get Stewart guy? <laughs> oh, good times. And Ping's uh, down there with his new chick. It. Yeah, Ping's down there with his new chick. Um. Uh, that. Um. No. The, the press box. I mean, listen. I'm no Dan. I'm no Dan. Rather, like I'm not. Let's face it. I'm not. Um, you know, a, a real professional journalist. I have no degree. I I used to be a mechanic. You know, I I, I like to, you know, just goof off a little bit. Not that professional. But having said that, the press box at Supercross. I mean, they let a lot of idiots up there. You know, just guys who just want to be somebody. And it is hard to get your work done sometimes. Weege, back me on that. Well, yeah, absolutely, because here's the problem. There's two problems. A, there's a very good chance that you won't get a seat unless you're very aggressive. Like, you've got to mark your territory at 10 in the morning. You've got to go up to the press box just to mark your territory, which I know people are going to listen to and be like, oh, what babies had to be there at 10 in the morning. But the point is the press box is for the press. The fact that you may lose a seat to someone with a VIP pass who just feels like sitting there, but they could sit anywhere. Like, they just want to sit and watch the race, which they could do from any seat. The fact that you might not have a place to work because of that makes no sense to me. And second, um, you know, there is a Wi-Fi in there, and I've got to figure that by the time 
all the non-presses in there are just, you know, checking Facebook or tweeting and just being like, hey, I'm here, it's awesome. You know, it's making things slow down for us who, again, are trying to work. So I don't want to be all Steve Cox here and make the press sound like the most important part of the event. But yeah, a little uh, weird. I'm not trying to do that either. I'm just like, I'm just like, yeah. you know, it's it's a little ridiculous. It, is, it is the press box. It is the press room. You know, like right. The the uh, then you know then the teams come up there, team personnel, and again they're part of the show. Um, but they come up and they sit down and they got video cameras and they're filming and they're trying to get spots and it's just like I don't know. Sometimes it's a little out of hand. And you know what we need? We need a press. We need a press. We need a union. Let's create a union, the three of us. Oh, yeah. yeah I like that. Negotiating with that. Right. Well, one of my goals before I die is to, you know, Denny Hartwig, the, the PR maven of Feld Entertainment, he rents a separate suite for guys who actually have journalism degrees and work for real newspapers. I want to get in there before I die. I want to be one of those chosen yeah, ones. Good luck. I know. I, 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 know, I yeah. stumbled into there at Dodger Stadium last year. I just happened to be cruising by, and I saw a press press room or something. Wow! I popped in, you know, with my little media car. I'm like, yeah. hey, yeah. no, I can be here. It's good. Then he's like, hey, man, hey, what, what's going on? What do you need? Well, you can't be in here, man. I'm like, <laughs> why not? You know, what oh, are no, this is for like, you know, newspapers. You know, <laughs> big magazine. I'm like, wow. All right. Um. One of these days, maybe they I'll don't get... have it at every race either. No, like, yeah. I think it's only for the LA. I, I bet you they didn't have one in Phoenix. Yeah, I, you know, I think it, it's yeah. just for the the big ones like uh, St. Louis again. Let me bring that up. I bet, I bet you they don't have that. <laughs> no, I bet you they don't. Um, just yeah. one of these days, maybe I'll get the tap on the shoulder like you. Come here. You know you. Um, what they do have in St. Louis is a suite just for um, uh, rappers and drug dealers. I think was a, was set on the door. <laughs> Uh, uh, I thought that was the parking lot. See Nelly in there. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, but they got to come in to watch the race eventually. It even got to the point, like in Jacksonville, where the uh, Dave Arnold, not the team manager of Factory Honda all those years, Dave Arnold, who works the video camera for for the Supercross online guys, got his laptop stolen out of the press box. Like, if you can't, you know, if you can't have your stuff in a press box, you know, just leave it there, then there's... Oh, we need to do some, but anyways. Yeah, I think the actual issue is that the, they, I guess there's suites in these buildings that probably aren't even used at for Supercross because I'm sure it costs money to rent it out. And, you know, at a mm-hmm. football game, a company owns that suite, so it doesn't cost money. They've already paid for it. But the problem is that they're not using those, so the press box becomes the suite at Supercross. Yeah. So it's the VIP hangout yeah. area as well as the press box. So unless, that's the issue. And then it's really strange when they rent a suite for the press. It's like it goes reverse. <laughs> and let's face it, there are some douchebags in the in the up there that do not need to be in there. I mean, you know. How bad, like right now, I have three names right now I want to say, but I mean I'm not gonna <laughs> you know you don't want to blow anybody out, but like right, I mean Yeah. Sitting down and to the left of us, you guys yeah, know who I'm talking yeah, about. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> what are you doing in here, Usually inebriated too. Usually. Um, you know, and usually yelling. Um, but you know who was in the press box? Who now pro- I know you're, you. Now I know you know who I'm talking about. No, oh, I know. I that. totally know who you are. Yeah, no doubt. Um, he's got, he's got some style though. He's got style. Uh, you know who was in the press box though? Jim Edmonds, former Major League Baseball player, All Star. Um, 
sitting right down from you. I had to Pink. come home and Google him, find out who the heck he was. Oh, you didn't know who he was? Oh, he was a good player. Well, yeah. No, I don't follow baseball, but uh, Tony Strangio is a buddy of mine. Yeah. Coincidentally, is not press either, but um, <laughs> but he introduced me to him. He's a he he owns a tire and a high performance tire and wheel, and they do. He, he's like, buddy, you should go in this guy's office. Who Jim Edmonds? Baseball bat. Jim Edmonds owns that. No, Tony Strangio. Oh. No, 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 Tony Strangio. He's uh he's Jeff Emick's partner at the yeah. Strategic Three Team. Right. That was a, that was a rousing success. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, uh, Tony has a, a tire and wheel company, and he does like all of the major league baseball players' cars. All of them. He's like West Coast Customs of Upland. Oh, really? Okay. And uh, yeah, so he he knows all these guys. So he's the one that brought Jim to the race, and. Um, he introduced me to him. The guy shakes my hand. His, his hand is like, it's like a leather glove, dude. It's like gigantic for one, and it's so rough. You'd swear he was out, you know, rubbing it against the street all day. It's just like leather. <laughs> I'm impressed. This is his handshake. Um, I'm like, I have no idea who Jim Edmonds is. I'm like, hey, nice to meet you, man. How did, How's it going? And I thought how did, he was maybe still a player. Like, I have no idea. I figured he was baseball because Tony is a baseball nerd. But, um, now, how did how did there. how did Strangio introduce you to Edmonds as like like four time Supercross winner, Homer Factory rider? Nope. Just, just oh. hey David, this is Jim Edmonds, oh. David Tingry. That was it. Okay, like we're both probably going, hey man, who are you? <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Uh, why well, yet? Yeah. He figured Edmonds needs no introduction, and neither do you. Yeah, you guys are yeah. essentially the same. Uh, like, I, clearly, I he would I know who you are just didn't. as well as you would know him. Uh, why again? They also had. Another guy, Randy Johnson, down on the floor shooting photos. Five-time Cy Young Award winner, probably with more money in the bank than any athlete he was shooting that night. Um, and I thought oh, it was, absolutely. and I thought it was awesome the way that you know they had the thirty-second card up, and then when it went uh, when it went sideways, uh, the big unit uh, threw some cheese down the starting line straight, hit the lever for the gate, and it dropped. I thought that was a really yeah, nice touch. Yeah, that was touch. spectacular. Right. Like the first ever, the first real first pitch of Supercross, he dropped the gate in the first 125, or sorry, lights heat, with some heat. Yeah, and and, it was he, awesome. and just the way that he threw it right down the center without it, with, you know, with, no problems. You well, know, think about it. If he had missed, is- if he had thrown a ball, if he had thrown a ball, he would have had another, you know, 30 second gate drop like we did at Anaheim one. I mean, that was pressure. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. It was good to see he still has his arm, still has, his, still brings the heat, you know. Hey, speaking of the Jim Edmonds you, guys, thing. You, you may not have seen this. This wasn't on live TV. He was warming up earlier in the day during track walk, and his accuracy wasn't quite there. He actually hit Matt Moss in the head and knocked him out. So, wow. I saw that. Well, I didn't, no, I missed that. I missed that part. Yeah. Fired wow. one of pretty, pretty off into, you know, yeah. like Wild Thing in that one movie where he doesn't have his glasses on and <laughs> off to the side. Huh. Well, Randy got his accuracy tuned up for the, for the gate drop. For the, yeah, it's yeah. a bit outside. Yeah, for the um, show. <laughs> with the uh, Edmonds, um, Strangio came up to me and said, hey, they want him to do a Twitter thing for the TV show. Do you know how that works? And I'm like, what do you mean, do you know how that works? Like, I don't <laughs> think either one of them knew what Twitter, like, really even was. Yeah. <clears throat> so I believe, and then I watched the TV show yesterday, and they're on the TV show, they're putting out different tweets, like people at home saying, oh, we love watching the live races. And then they had a tweet from, Jim Edmonds, 15, I'm here in Phoenix, loving Monster Energy Supercross. Well, apparently, I think what they had to do was Edmonds didn't. They figured, oh, all athletes have Twitter. 
Hey, Jim Edmonds, do us a favor and send out a tweet so your fans know about Supercross. But I don't think he had one. So I think he started a Twitter account at like 7.30 p.m. just to be able to send out that tweet. <laughs> Nothing like some awesome, spontaneous uh, tweets. Uh, but he's now one tweet ahead of the at Coy Gibbs account. We're all still waiting. Yeah, still all days. waiting for, for – I, I, tweet. I asked Coy to please make his first tweet to me and please insult me. As his very first tweet, and he still wouldn't do it. I tried to get him to be the to, to be the first uh, first guy. Um, yeah, it, it was uh, it out of like I mean, if you ranked texts that I've received at a Supercross on a scale of you know one to ten on the weirdness scale, the one I got from James Lissamore, who's a photographer down on the floor, saying, "Hey, Randy Johnson is down here shooting photos with a vest on," has to be. <laughs> In the in the nine or ten level of things that I would think I'd never receive, um, texts I'd never thought I'd receive, uh, but very I'm like what? <laughs> he's like yeah, he's right over here. He's really tall. Oh, that's funny. But uh, that's cool I wish to I see. Find in my my old quad magazines. They once did. This is maybe like ni- mid nineties, uh, just like a fastball. Uh, Dirt Wheels magazine had a story going quad riding with with Randy Johnson. Mm-hmm. He had a quad that had the the handlebar. Like, there was no sense in even having, like, the plastic over the front. Because, yeah. you know, it's designed where, like, the handlebars kind of just pop out a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it'd be like the number plate in the bike. Like, the handlebars are start right at the top of that number plate. Yep. Well, he had these, like, risers. It was like uh, like one of your early bicycles, you know, where it was just a big front wheel, like a big, long stick for the handlebars. Like, that was it. I swear there was three feet of handlebar above <laughs> the gas tank. They gave him number 92 for a vest. Was that significant in, in any way? Oh, maybe. Is that his, that's what he clocked in as? I don't know. Maybe that's what they warmed him up as. Like, like maybe Denny had him throw some heat. Saw so it was in the 92 range. Gave him 92 vest. Maybe. Just, just wondering. Yeah. Do you guys ever see... You know, uh, I'll shoot photos, which is strange. This is... Uh, I will never quite get over when you just see Stefan Roncata just cruising around shooting photos. And not even as a hobby. Like, that's really what he does. Yeah. 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 Should do a podcast with Ron Ron. You know, good yeah. guy. Never, I've never really done one. I never really. Oh, man, that might be tough though. You think he, he's tough to understand? Yeah, he, he'd have to really listen. Isn't he better by Love now? Wouldn't he be better by now? He's been in the U.S. for a long time. Uh, uh, he's a super nice guy, but from day one, he talks like he's got a mouthful of mayonnaise. Yeah. Um, you know? Twenty minutes in, no talk of the race. Yep. No, we haven't talked about it. All right, let's, let's ramp it up. Okay. We're starting to really kick in. Uh, Ryan Dungey. And, I mean, you know, what can you say? Whole shot took off. Um, first win for KTM coming off their first podium last week. And, and Wygant, um, it's way sooner than any of us hey, idiots thought. Uh, hold on a sec. i got to say something real fast. Okay. You kind of pissed me off in your little, your little uh, rapid reactions rant about how KTM, back when you worked for them, was like this shit show, totally embarrassing, oh. you know, race team. Oh. I mean, first of all, I happened to arrived for the team when you were there. Second of all, I think you're, I think you're out of line. Let's, oh. go back, let's go back and revisit it, okay? 2001, they won a national. You should know that. Two, no, 2000, right? they won a national. 2000, Kelly Smith. Whatever, yeah. whatever. When, when were you there? 2000 to 2002? Two, yeah, I was there for two years. O one, O O, and O one. Okay. Okay. Well, L- listen. All right. Listen. You're probably then. Maybe that's a little more accurate. Here's my point. Thank you. Thank you. By 
2001, they won a national. By 2002, they won. Actually, they won a Supercross in 01, too. Yeah. They won two Supercrosses in 2002 and won the were first and second in that door championship, right? Or was that the next year? No, that was the next. That was 03. That was two years okay, after whatever. I was gone. Um, um, here's my How point. How would star Yamaha to be in that position? Or, or any, Here's know, here's my name, point. Pick your name here aside from Pro Circuit and Geico. Hey, Ra- RacerX comment guy. Here's here here's what I actually wrote, Racer X comment guy. Uh I was more referring to the big bike class. We had Shane King. Oh. Because that's what Dungey's win was, the big bike class and what KTM's Okay, we'll read it. We read it because you're talking about you say like the team was kind of like pretty much embarrassing. Well, uh, I I didn't say embarrassing, I said a motley group of riders. Okay, continue on. And, There's and, something in there that's embarrassing. No, I was embarrassed for those covers, for those bike covers that said, oh, yeah, well, the beast is sleeping, and Selvarage made us put them on the bikes. And it was like, we don't really have beasts. You know, we are back to KTM. So that's kind of what I meant by well, embarrassing, were those, those bike covers saying, the beast is sleeping. There was no beasts sleeping anywhere underneath KTM tent. That's true. And... You're pretty you're pretty much on point regarding the big bike class because they never had any kind of well yeah and that's and even Langston jumped up there probably not ready and bike not ready and we saw what happened there um, you know and even you know even that year that O one ping the one that you and I spent time at uh, when Langston was chasing the national title I mean he was he was winning nationals despite the team I mean we were sort of a clown show and i count myself in there it's not like i was above the the fray do you know what i mean like the organization the testing like you know when i went to factory yamaha i was like oh oh this is how you do it you know what i mean like yeah um, well, so that's all but you know they were just getting started no i know point. and you gotta admit by 2002 2003 2004 they really started to like in the lights class, anyway. Yeah, yeah but we're class. talking more big bike stuff. They started stuff. to have a lot of success that even teams today would be pumped to have. Yeah, talking more so, about big bike big class. Big bike huh? class, not so much. Right. Yeah, then, all right, then you're probably... Uh, Nick Way, right, uh, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, you know, that, that kind of stuff. You know who doesn't yeah. get credit in this KTM thing? This is totally forgotten. To me, you can point... I've never seen it to this degree. You can point a direct line to the day Larry Brooks took over the KTM program, to the day he left, and you can see the results immediately go up and immediately go down. Yeah. I, I never hear anyone mention this, but you really can. You really can. I mean, he took dudes like Josh Hansen, that was the best year he ever had, tied for the championship at Langston, got a moto win out of Ryan Mills. Ramsey. Ramsey won a whole bunch of races. Alessi. The best, <clears throat> the best year Alessi ever had, I think, was his first year, which was the only year he was with Brooks. I mean, he really took that program to another level, and it didn't take long for him to leave, and all of a sudden it just went back to where it was. Yes. Um, The facts don't lie, whether you like Larry or not. Just like the hips don't lie, Shakira said the same thing. Yep. That's Uh, Will Hahn. So Dungy won. Um, Great ride for him. Yeah. Checked out, got the whole shot. Ping, um, I I don't want to put an asterisk on his win or anything like that. If they all start the same or they all start one, two, three, four, does Dungy still win? I mean, he was pretty he wasn't that impressive in the heat, but I thought he really turned it up for the main. Yeah, he rode great. You know, you watch Villapoto ride though and you think if he was anywhere near the front at the beginning and doesn't go down, there's no stopping that guy. Like he just he 
ridiculous. But then you look at the lap times, and Dungey was close. I don't know. I, w- I wouldn't say no. I definitely yeah. wouldn't do that to him. He yeah. was riding good, and and with this little bump of confidence. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, we always. I feel like we always kind of discount Dungey and. Well, Wygant does for he sure. He doesn't have. Well, you know, Villapoto is a little more dramatic looking when you watch him, and he can slice through the pack. Yeah. You know, Stewart can do it once in a while, but RV is just ridiculous with it. And it was crazy the emotion. It was crazy the emotion he had after the race, huh? Wygant. Who Dunge? Yeah. No, I can't. I'm not. I'm not going to do it. Like I said last week. Uh, he got a podium in his first race on the KTM. I feel that like that puts him above any criticism. I'm not going to criticize the interviewing or anything else. He got a win on KTM. It should be nothing but positive. I'm not going there. <laughs> wow. But if I were to criticize <laughs> the interview, I could, but I'm not going to. I thought you were going to play Laurel to my hearty. No, no, I have nothing. Like, again, I could. There would be plenty of things about the interview I could say something bad about, but... Let's let him enjoy this moment. He won a race in a KTM. I don't think I don't want to bring the guy down. I mean, he won a race. That's pretty damn awesome. Yeah, uh, no doubt, no doubt about it. And uh, and he just motored away. What about second place? Uh, Ping Jake Weimer. He he's he's been top five in qualifying both weekends. Won his first heat in Phoenix and got second in the main. Rode away from Kevin Windham. Um, looks and we had Weimer on the show on the Pulp of Mech show last night. Uh, he and he, you know, Watson doubted him. Bet Steve Cox a thousand dollars, and and Watson now owes a thousand dollars to Cox. But regardless, Weimer said to Watson, "Tell me why you don't think I should have, you know, podiumed." And you know, after Watson said, you know, stammered, stuttered, and stammered, and all this, Weimer's point to him was, "Who was I racing in, in 2009?" And yes, I lost, but I was I was right in there and giving him a good run. It's Ryan Dungey. Then he said, "Well, who and who did I beat in 2010?" For the title, Trey Kennard. Where's Trey Kennard and Ryan Dungey? You know, in the 450 class right now, and that was Weimer's point. And I guess he's kind of right, huh, Ping? I mean, he's got a point. Yeah, no, Jake's Jake's really talented. I mean, going back to even his days on like um, before he even went to Pro Circuit, you know, his days on a Honda, he was incredibly fast. It just took him getting all the pieces put together. And he's definitely got it. You know, I think last year we would have seen this same thing out of him had he stayed healthy. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, fifth and a second, and that, and, and and the first round was coming from way back. I mean, those are. Yeah. I think that probably isn't. I wouldn't have said, yeah, Jake's going to get a second. I mean, to me, that's uh, even that I was a little surprised by. It wouldn't have shocked me to say, yeah, he'll sneak a third in, some fourth for sure. But um, yeah, man, great. He's riding great. Uh. Why I remember again? watching oh. him. What what year did he ride for Factory Connection? Uh, like oh, oh eight. I think oh nine he wrote PC. Oh nine, oh ten PC. Yeah, yeah. but he yeah. was on Factory Connection for a while. I think it was maybe oh seven, oh, six, oh, seven, oh eight. Yeah. I think yeah. he was on them for a while. He was a surprise. Well, I remember pick. being at the you know, track for something. Yeah. I, I don't know what I was even out there for, but and I'm, I'm watching him go through the whoops and like even way back then, this huge set of whoops, super sketchy. And he would just come in and come in so fast, and he totally in control. Like to that point, I, I, it sticks in my head watching him going, "Wow, that guy is legit in Supercross," you know. And I just, it's just kind of showing through, you know. He's he's had that under the hood the whole time, and uh, like I said, he's got the pieces put together, and so he's, he's almost to the point he could win a race. Uh, why well, get? Um, 
is this is this I mean of course you know this is our job to you know make predictions and talk about things that are going to happen in the future and sometimes they're right sometimes they're wrong is this what we're going to see all year from Jake Weimer is he now in the big five or the big six or is he stepped above Weimer I, I mean is he stepped above Brayton and stepped above Metcalf I mean is this well uh, speaking of wrong um <laughs> We did the 450 preview with uh, you, myself, and JT. And um, I said that Weimer, who, who's going to end up disappointing this year? Who's going to, you know, want more but not get it? You said Weimer? And I picked Weimer. Yeah. yeah. So, looking good two areas in. Who, who, did I say would, who did I say would really outperform where he was I last year? I think you said Millsaps. Yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Looking Wrong good. indeed. I had a... Uh, uh, my sources were way off on that one, and they actually weren't JGR sources. You, you, you don't really find those. Those guys don't blow smoke up any of their riders. No, but I heard some other. There were there were other Millsap scouts out there. I should have known better. Um, <laughs> Coy Gibbs, uh, sorry to interrupt. Coy Gibbs came up to the press box, was filming Davy Millsaps, which is very odd to see the team owner working the video camera. But Tim Dixon filming Stewart. Coy Gibbs was filming Millsaps, and he filmed them in the first practice. He comes back for the second one. And he goes. He goes, I, I just came back. I just begged Davey. I begged him, please do two fast laps in a row. Please. Just two in a row. I begged him, Mathis. <laughs> That's what I mean. I wasn't picking Millsap because I see the JGR guys, and they were, like, telling me, oh, the guy's unbelievable. They, they definitely do they're, not. They're, yeah, they do not blow smoke up anybody. <laughs> no, they're honest to a fault, you know, like admitting that they ran down lot tires, for example. Like, they don't lie about anything. Yeah. Anyway, I had some other people that have been right in the past telling me great things about Millsap. So I was a little off. Mm-hmm. A little Sorry. off about Weimer. Here's the thing that surprised me about Weimer. I based this on at no point on a 450 until Anaheim won. To me, had he even shown a flash of brilliance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I hadn't even seen a single moment that made me think, oh, once he gets it together, you know, you know the, the Supercross last year was obviously a, a washout. He was hurt. Uh, outdoors, really nothing of note. You know, I'm like, oh, Monster Cup, he's going to be on it. Really nothing of note there. Uh, he was in uh, Bercy, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing really of note there, you know? So there was nothing to indicate to me. You got a good point. Oh, it's yeah. there. Yeah. It's, it's there. It's coming. You can, you can clearly see it. Right. You know? You know, and I think that's like with Brayton even. Like, Brayton won a couple heat races last year. doesn't mean much, but it makes everybody think, okay, he's got some parts and pieces. Yeah. Um, you know, we just never saw anything like that from Weimer. So, dude, I'll eat my words. I'm glad I'm not stupid enough to bet money on this stuff. Because, <laughs> like, like Kenny well, Watson. Think, yeah. Right. Well, you know what? I wouldn't have made I that. What, I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have made that bet even no, the way I felt. I, I mean, a podium, I, yeah. anything can happen. I, took, I, was, I could have taken the bet, too, and I was like, no, 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 definitely not. He, no. Yeah, he can no. make a podium. Because even as bad as Millsap's results are, you couldn't, I wouldn't make a $1,000 bet that Millsap's won't get a podium Ooh, this year. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Crazy stuff happens. I wouldn't, right, I wouldn't have say, bet $1,000 on Dungey. I, I can't believe Watson, he's getting paid too much, obviously. You're making $1,000 bets on just, <laughs> you know, random riders getting on the play. Like, really? Well, he hasn't paid. Right. He's only made the bet. He hasn't paid, has he? Yeah, no, he hasn't paid yet. He'll, he'll pay, though, right? You think he'll, I think he'll pay. Oh, yeah, he'll pay. And then Cox uh, apparently wanted to give the $1,000 to Tommy Hahn, and Kenny said, no, I'm not giving the money to Tommy Hahn. Uh, I'm gonna give. Oh. I'm gonna give the money to the 41st. I'm gonna split the money up to the two guys who finished 41st in uh, practice. Whoa. Practice. Um, 
anyway, on Weimer, yeah, you know, on, uh, yeah. on, on Jake Weimer, um, <clears throat> the one thing, obviously, for what he said is, is a good point. You know, he's he expects himself to be up there with those guys he's been racing against yeah. his whole professional career. But look who he's aligned himself with. You know, he, he and Villapoto are attached at the hip. Yeah, they ride together on the regular. They have the same trainer who is a legit trainer. Like he's doing the right things. Um, he's got a bike. He's got the team and the know, bike. And I yeah. think, I think when we talk, yeah, the, the bike and team, obviously, are, that bike is obviously great. We talked about it a little bit beforehand about his girlfriend, you know, breaking up with his girlfriend. Is that, oh, that no, Ping, Ping, don't go Negatively there. Negatively or positively. Ping, no, Ping no, stop. I'm just saying, stop. I, I think he's. Stop. How do, you, how do you not look at him and go, he's more focused right now? Stop. He's obviously, he's obviously on it. <laughs> hey, Weege, you know Weege, make sure you get JT's number quick, ASAP. Hey, for the, well, for the record, <laughs> let's just say. Let us just say. Stop being just stop. I've always been complimentary towards Jake Weimer in this. Oh, you're <laughs> you know, last year we talked about the 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 one eight hundred ping card. You know, like the NFL yeah. hands out Call when you get yourself right. in trouble. Right. I, I think this year it's going to be relationship counseling with ping. Like before you get involved, <laughs> yeah. Before you decide to go to the next level, <laughs> right? Like you maybe it's a Tuesday night and you know watching a movie it curled up. Have to be me. Girl, you know, Call any guy who's ever had a bad relationship. <laughs> I just I've done it. So the only the only person that can't call ping. Is ping when he's doing this on podcasts? <laughs> Call yourself. Stop ping, yourself. Ping. I got a condom right here. It's right here. What do I do? What do I do? Get out. This, Get out of there. This girl says she Get loves me. Hey, she she says she loves thing. me for who I am. Come, hey, come babysit my kids for two days. Come on. Come here. <laughs> Step on a poly pocket as it goes through your skin in the middle of the night when you walk into the bathroom. Yeah, you'll never do it again. What's a poly pocket? What is that? Yeah, well, if you had girls, you'd know. Um, yeah. Uh, um, okay, so, yeah, so we... You, you know th- what it is? It's a little Japanese torture device designed to pierce <laughs> your skin and go through your foot. Uh, so we, we, you, you, think, uh, um, <laughs> you think, Weege, that we're going to see more of this from Weimer? Yeah, because here's the thing. Okay, the reason I said, you know, I wouldn't even count Millsaps out of a podium because things can happen. I mean, okay, we just had a race where out of the big four, or even Kennard was back, so all five guys were there. You know, down to lap 19, only one of them was going to make the podium. You know what I mean? It looked like Weimer and Wyndham had it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it just shows you that crazy things happen. You know, Reed had an off night. Villapoto and Stewart crashed. What if any of these guys get injured? And, you know, suddenly the podium's wide open for anybody. Things just yeah. happen. So to ever bet that someone's that a decent rider is not going to get a podium, I think it's crazy. But I do think that this is $1,000, Weege. Oh, Weege would never bet $1,000 on anything. Yeah, Weege would never bet $1,000 on anything. I'm still smarting over the $5 I, I, I lost in Vegas like five years ago. He just referred to himself <laughs> in, he just referred to himself in the third person, too. Weege would never bet $1,000. Weege would never bet $1,000. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Hey, you know what was uh, talking about the JGR guys and how they're honest to a fault? I, I, I was talking to Jeremy Albrecht about Tire Gate and all that, and before the day started, and he goes, "I don't know what I was thinking. I thought I could get away with it." The Dunlop, like it was just funny to hear him say that. He's like, I, "We just thought we could get away with it. I don't know what we were thinking." But I'm just like, yeah, I don't know either. But yeah, yeah, it's so fu- it's so cool to hear a guy just say it and be like, "Ah, oh, we got busted." And I mean, I guess Yamaha was really not happy with them. Um, they had him had to have go to a meeting, and Coy said that he sent J Bone only. He was busy. 
he didn't want to go. <laughs> uh, Yamaha was not happy about that uh, and the way it looked. But and apparently my name got brought up as uh, you know one of the guys that they were not happy with because you know we well, wrote yeah, about didn't, it. But didn't Pirelli know? Obviously Pirelli yes, knew they Pirelli were going to do that, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so isn't that the only one you're really caring about bumming out? Yeah, I think so. I think just once it hits the media, then now it's a problem, you know. Because, uh, you know, as much as uh, the Dunlop guys want to freak out about it, you know they're also being like, hey, he's got to set the fastest time with the Dunlop. Hey, you know what I mean? Like, they can act all mad they want, but it looks good for them. Uh, yeah, but I think it, I think it's a little bit I, – I think it's a larger issue of, you know, them being good guys. I, I, this is what I think it is. It's them being good guys. Dunlop and Yamaha obviously have a relationship. Those are the tires that come on Yamahas when you buy them. And I, it's just one of those, we don't want to look like the guys that got you in trouble. And – that's right. the way the story kind of got reported. So I think that's what that is. Uh, I was, it was cool that the TV guys did something on it, though. It's good to see. Maybe yeah. a little bit yeah. of real journalism going on or a little media, real media. Yeah, that was cool. Um, hey, guys, thanks for listening to these podcasts. They wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for BTOsports.com as well as the other advertisers. So I appreciate if you just listen to this, deal with it, order some stuff from BTO, and then we'll get right back to the show. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com podcast show. Please don't forget that BTO is the world leader in aftermarket motocross parts for the bike or body. You'll find deals like a Shoei VFXW helmet for $309.99, 45% off, or Smith Piston goggles for $32.99, 65% off. Your order can be shipped anywhere in the USA for free. Or if you're not in the USA, we ship worldwide. Check it out at BTOsports.com. JT Racing USA is back to reestablish its deep roots in the motocross industry with an all-new, innovative line of racewear and casual wear. While bringing many of JT's strongest design elements from its golden years back to life, the racewear is constructed with the highest grade material on the market and has a technological fit, feel, and function that is sure to raise the bar in how motocross gear is being built. JT has relaunched itself back into motocross with the Pro Tour jersey, classic pants, lifeline, and flex field gloves in eight colorways with an assortment of men's and women's casual wear to add to its collection. By redefining the meaning of airflow, JT has incorporated its airline system technology into this collection and have launched their all-new ALS2 helmet in seven colorways to complete the rebirth of the brand. The wait is over. Let's talk about James Stewart a little bit, the JGR guy. Uh, Jason Thomas, Kenny Watson on the show last night. No worries, no problems, still super talented. He jumped that quad, just needs to get some better starts. No worries at all uh, from either one of those guys in regards to Stewart and his title chances. Uh, Ping, you feel the same way? Yeah, I think it's it's way, way too okay. early to, to start saying – you know, and he, a thousand guys are saying this. Oh, he's he's just another guy now. He's lost it. He's not, you know, this mm-hmm. amazing talent that he used to be. I think it's that's just <clears> ridiculous. <throat> he, it's just it's early. His mom came down and sat next to me. Out if you saw that, I'm, I'm are, trying are, to like. Are, are you having an affair with her too? Are you having an affair with her too? That was not. <laughs> Man, well, it's you know, started off casual. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, we. Uh, she wouldn't. She wouldn't really engage with me. I'm like, hey, is James feeling okay? And she mumbled something about, you know, not feeling good. Or uh, she turned her head. And wouldn't really say much She's more. I'm gonna talk to you. I think he was. I think he was obviously not feeling well. Mm-hmm. I, it always freaks me out when he skips practices. I don't get that. Like, I just don't understand that at all. But he told obviously me he, he must be feeling really bad, right? Like, 
He told me on a podcast. Miss a practice. He told me on a podcast that he'd skip them, skip them all if he could. It, you know, okay. um, because he he's got the track down. He knows what he has to do. He knows what he can and can't do. And he, I mean, he told me straight up on a podcast that, you know, he'd skip them. You know, he'd ride one the whole time if he if he had to. It's too much track time. Um, um, but I, having said that, um, you know, his time went from first to sixth because the the practice time increased that much more. Um, hey, you know what's funny? He gets third I, uh, pick on the gate in his heat. Like, okay, I, I'm just hey, I'm just throwing it out there, bro. Just back off. I just can't believe in in what what do you get? Eight minutes and then ten minutes. Eighteen minutes. He can go out, get everything down on the track, do the fastest lap time that he thinks he can do, and go. Yep, I'm ready to race. I'm I'm ready to like have a gate drop and you yeah. Know. Says he is. That's crazy. Weech? Uh Oh, I was gonna say that uh, I was I was reading my stuff that I wrote after Phoenix 08, which is a a pretty crazy race. Reed and Stewart got hurt the same event, and and Dungey won his first one, and that's kind of changed things ever since. Read more about that later today. Anyway, I was reading my notes in that race, and lo and behold, uh, in practice at Phoenix 2008, Stewart was not there for the second practice, and then we'd asked. I don't know, Brooks or somebody on the team at that time. And they were like, oh, there's no point in coming out. The track's getting all blown out. It's just it's, The track's going to be so bad. It's just totally not even worth coming out here. And then I wrote, but that didn't make sense, considering that everyone had faster times in the second session, and Stewart went from first to, like, fourth in qualifying. Hmm. Same he does it thing. a lot. I mean, I mean no. not a lot, but he's done it, like, multiple times, right? You oh, guys yeah. know that? Indoors oh, yeah. No, yeah, no. It's he, weird. He, so weird to me. He told me he doesn't care. Um, so why it just seems weird to me that th- there's no other. First of all, most motorsports they're friggin' two days of practice yeah. and stuff before the event. I, that'd be like, I mean, could you imagine Kobe Bryant showing up, taking like four shots, you know, to warm up? Okay, let's play the game. Practice. You know what I mean? Practice. Well, that's pretty much what it's like. Um, now maybe it's. I mean. I, it's stupid for me to argue. I've never raced professional Supercross. Yeah, but even that's you know. different, though, because the basketball court's the same every single time. You know, so you're saying he should need more. He could literally do some jumping jacks in the back and then be like, "All right, let's do it and start the game." We should have asked Randy what he, we should ask Randy what he thought. The big unit. <laughs> um, this is so, plus, you know, during the year, they obviously even, got a lot to work on tires, for example. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, they don't uh, have any. Well, maybe we're good. You know, maybe he was sick. He said he was, and maybe that was it. That was the reason. But I know that if he's even if he's not sick, he stated to me that you know, he's kind of over it. Um, yeah. But I so, saw him after the race. He didn't see. Him. I mean, I, I think he definitely was uh, sick, but it wasn't. Uh, you know, he wasn't like yeah. being wheeled out with a so, chair with an IV connected to him. Um, same question. I, I do think maybe in this race, maybe that was the sickness was the reason. But I don't want people to think the reason he got eighth is because only because he was sick. Like yeah. So same question. Same question to you, again. Yeah, but but. Are you Hang worried? On one second, though, because he, he was slashing through the pack. Like, you guys were watching him. Caught Reed, passed him, no problem. I mean, working his way to the front before he fell. You know, when you fall, it just completely drains whatever, like, momentum you got going there. And then when he got up, he struggled. I, I'm trying to remember who it took him. It took him, like, five laps to get around somebody. I'm just thinking, what's he doing? Yeah, I, it was Hanson, um, and I said it to Kenny last Hansen. night. I said it to Kenny it last Hansen, night. Hanson yeah. had no rear brake pedal, broken off rear brake pedal, apparently. And I said, it took him, you know, three laps to get around Hanson. And Kenny's like, Hanson's riding good. And I'm just like, oh, God. Like, uh, I mean, on, no, yeah. this is James Stewart we're talking about. Yeah. 
that that was my point. I, I think he got up and he was just spent. You know, he was just done. So if he was healthy, and I could what if it to death, and he always, he crashes a lot, and maybe there's something he needs to figure out upstairs with that. But like, as far as just his riding, he's as gnarly as he ever was. I mean, he he's got it. He's just got to get all the pieces put together, quit crashing, start getting better starts. You know. Um. Why again? Same question though. Are you worried? Uh, is this at all? Is this problems? I thought it was bad uh, after the race. And then when I talked to him after the race and he said, everything's fine, I feel like my old self, I just need to, what did Ping just say? Get better starts and, and not have crashes. And I heard that and I was like, really? Kind of the same way you were suspicious of what, what the guy said on your show. But I went back and I watched the race on TV, the TV show yesterday. And once I watched it, I'm like, nah, I think I believe it. He, he definitely looked really good. Uh, at times, you know, he did yeah. win the heat race pretty handily, uh-huh. you know, came from behind, you know, uh, and, and the main, he was slashing for it as well. And he was even further back than I had realized because he had a pretty bad start. But then I guess that's probably where Hanny lost his brake pedal. I mean, they tangled on the first that's, lap. That, yeah, and that's, they were, that's what Kenny said. Yeah, dude, they were like, whatever. They were like 17th, 18th. And then, well, Philip Hoda was even further behind soon after. But anyway, he was way back. And he could have easily gotten maybe second or third in that race, uh-huh. and Filippoto was able to come from even further back, you know what I mean? So I think watching it and seeing some of the moves he made, you know, he passed, was it Reed and Short on the same triple with one scrub in mm-hmm. that heat race? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think after seeing, watching it on TV, I'm like, maybe he's right. I think he actually so, is still the same. Now, the problem as far as winning the title, though, I don't know. He's already 17 points down, and Filippoto just looks like a damn animal out there right now. Well, like, that's... That's what. That's, that's the thing. That's what I was talking about. Was the title? Like, are you worried about this title? That that's kind of, you know, and there and therefore by proxy, are you worried about James Stewart? But um, yeah, but there's there's two different things. Like, there's a massive difference between like, can he reel off like six wins in a row and go for the championship? And is he just another guy? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't think it's going to be like, man, no. what is wrong with Stewart? He's just getting fifth and sixth. And he, just like another guy there. That's not going to happen. If he's quadding, but to say that he's just yeah. going to. Well, when he crashed out at Anaheim 1 in 2009, everyone was like, well, he's pretty far behind, but if he just wins seven in a row, he'll just make up all those points, which <laughs> is pretty much exactly what happened, and no one thought that was crazy. Uh, it seems a okay. little far-fetched right now, but that doesn't mean he sucks. Uh, you say that uh, you, you tend to believe him. Did it, is it something to believe in, Weege? Uh it's something to believe in. He was even on the show. Did you oh, see it? Oh, I know. That's why I brought that up. Yeah. That's why I brought that up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. Yep. I got more tweets about Ricky standing on a box, Brett Michaels in the booth, yep. and Ricky's jacket than I did about the entire race combined. Yep. Yeah. Just like those Honda H's, the Honda Wing. Very, like, very concerned. The fans what people are. want to know. Um, uh, let's 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 go into the 250 class, right? We got to roll this thing around. Well, what about uh, here? Here's something that wow, I think really? escaped without anyone really talking about it. What? Timmy? Chad Reed did not crash. Chad Reed did not crash in the main event. He just got fifth. He got fifth. Yeah. Um, and when you say can Weimer be in there? Here's my evidence. Uh, it, it, I think Weimer was at least every bit as good, if not better, than Reed and Phoenix. He was right. Not only did he finish better than him, but it wasn't like oh, well, Reed was clearly faster. He just went down, or he started so yeah. far back. Yeah, there was none of that. He, no. When was the last time you seen Chad Reed just? Just get fifth. 
uh, well, the beginning of last yeah, beginning year. of last year, I was just going to say uh, we saw him get seventh, uh, and nothing happened to him. And Anaheim won, I think he got seventh last year. Um, yeah, but no. we all know that you know. Okay, the program took a little time to get together, but once he had the bike that he wanted and everything was going right, he was same old Chad Reed. You know, going to get second or third, almost no matter what. Uh, he he just straight up got fifth. So, but nobody was talking about that. It was more talk about. You know, what's wrong with Stewart, or do you see Villapoto's come from behind, or do you right. see Dungy win? Yeah. But that wasn't a good night for Reed. Hey, Ping, what do you... Anyone else feel that way? Yeah, yeah whatever. Um, no, I agree. Ping. Totally. Nothing. Not what we're talking for, about. For winning to just beat him straight up like that? Um, uh, I'm not going to write that guy off or or say that he he's done ever, you know? Not I'm that, not saying not, done, no, not, but, what, but yeah. no, like, it wasn't even... Right. Not even a deal. Not even a headline. Not even, hey, what was up with Reed? Nothing. Like, well, you got fit. Like, I that's think, normal. One of the things on that track that was really hard to separate yourself, and there, there was no, you know, the whoops were pretty standard. Uh, everybody was doing the same jump options. So yeah. unless you were a machine through the corners like Villapoto, I think that's where he makes all his time is just the turns. Um. And everyone else is kind of the same speed through the turns. And they were all. If you look at the lap times, I mean, it's close. It was really close. So, uh, I think for Reed, that's kind of his deal. He he'll he'll chug along, but usually he's faster in the whoops. Usually he's jumping something that only a few of them are jumping. Uh, Wyndham told me. Wyndham told me after the race that, um, and I was going to put this in for a noise quote. I think I can't though anymore. But uh, uh, RV's corner speed is is on another level right now. He can't believe how fast he is yeah. in the corners. Um, uh, Wyndham was just like when you were, I was you were coming on me and I was gotten I was thinking about your corner speed and I got nervous and I, I screwed up because I was thinking about you coming and riding through the corners and catching me. <laughs> so uh, Wyndham's been around a long time and for him to say that I thought that was pretty good. I mean he he laid it out there. He said I don't care who you're talking about, Stewart, anybody. And he told me that. So um, you know. So yeah, I he, also think that the way that track was too, and Reed kind of alluded to this after the race, that if you were locked in a battle. It really screwed up your corners more so than maybe some other tracks. Like yeah. having to protect and having guys all up on you all the time made a bigger difference. I touched base with uh, Reed yesterday, and and Ping. I think you and I were talking about this. Obviously, Stewart did that quad, and somebody said he did it in the main too. I think Tim Ferry yeah. said that, and if Tim Fer- Tim Ferry said it, then it's right. But uh, uh, you know, after the first triple, and you make the right, and you go bounce over, no double on off. Reed told me he tripled out of that, but it wasn't any faster. So, again, talking about some special stuff, I think that's pretty hard to do. It was a small takeoff with a big second jump and a tiny third jump that you couldn't see. Just, uh, you know, Reed doing that triple, and he told me, yeah, it wasn't any faster, but it makes me think, you know, the magic is still there, and you know what I mean, and all that. So, do you agree with that yeah, a little bit? I agree. Just, it wasn't any faster, and so if, if there's not options that he can do differently and make time, he's going the same speed as Weimer, Wyndham, yeah. yeah. Bernard. You know, right. you know what I mean. It kind of puts him in that same group. So right. I think for him, it, they need, there needs to be technical whoops. There needs to be technical jumps, right. ruts. I mean, he'll, he'll excel in anything that's technical because he's such a good rider technically. So if the track's pretty basic, it makes it hard for Chad Reed to uh, make time on those other guys. Uh, I thought that that um, track was pretty good. You know, obviously coming off the A1 debacle, I thought that track was pretty good in Phoenix. But talking to Weimer, Villapoto, JT, Chisholm last night on the show, they all said it's really basic. The whoops were broken down to nothing. 
So, yeah, you know, basically all those guys said the same thing you just said, Ping. Yeah. And, and, and as far as that triple goes, happen. I, I don't think I don't think it's going to start getting tough until I don't know. What do you guys think? Four, five, three, four, five, six rounds in, and they start the whoops will get a little deeper, jumps will get a, you know what I mean? They'll start making it more technical. They they try to you know sort of walk before they run with these tracks so guys don't break themselves off too bad. Right. Uh, uh, I was upset because in practice I was sitting next to Bill Savino of Honda, and he goes, Reed just tripled that coming out of the corner. And I'm like, no way. And he's like, yeah, yeah, they just, they just said that he did, he did, he jumped out of it, let's see if he does it again, and the next lap he didn't. And then I tweeted, uh, an employee who swears he does not work for Honda just told me Reed tripled something out of a corner that no one else has done. But then one David Pingree corrected the Racer X Twitter and said, yeah, Tom Atkin oh. already did it in the previous 250 <laughs> practice. And then yeah, I was completely what, thrown see, for a I, I thought you were like, talking about the one. Yeah, I was I thought you were talking too. about the one before the first triple. Yeah, yeah. So that's my bad. Yeah. Yeah, but that triple. Because I, I never saw anyone all that. day do the one you guys are talking about. I never saw, I never saw it either. Reed did it one yeah. time? Reed, I, I don't know how many times, but he did it, yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the triple triple before that big triple, that was definitely tough. But probably, what, a half dozen guys did it throughout the throughout the. Or yeah. maybe even more than that. In the 450 class, 450 the only guys. lights guy that did it, uh, Seeley did it like once or twice. I think he did it once clean, cased it once, and then he was done. And Tomac was doing it. And Wilson did it a All few times. All of the heat. Yeah. Yeah, Wilson did it. You're right. I mean, there was maybe three of them. That was it. And I think right. they stopped doing it a few laps into the main just because it got too too rough. They couldn't get over it. Yeah. Um, let's, move, let's move on to the lights. And the biggest question we have from that is uh, who's Giancarlo Ramos? Still asking. <laughs> uh, good job for him, 18th. By the name, both made Jean, with a you know, Jean... there's some. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say with an eight with a first name of Jean yeah. and a last name of Ramos. How would you even venture to guess what country he's from? Yeah, uh, you've got like complete Portugal bookend opposite. It there. could be the guy from Kenny Powers, season two, down in Mexico, or it could be the guy from Talladega Nights, the French guy. Either one. Um, All I know is that kid has made both main events, and there's some really good lights riders who haven't done that. So right. Um, we j- yeah, that's right. John, He's made two mains. You know nothing about him either, Ping. You don't know anything about him. No, I don't. No, just that his name is Jean Carlo Ramos on a Honda. Yeah, yeah. He was read about him in a Harlequin novel. And now here he is <laughs> in, the, in the flesh. Uh, so, hey, okay, in um, our first show here last week, we were talking about how the track at Anaheim could breed arm pump, which is what uh, apparently got the best of, of Dean Wilson. And then he totally turned it around. Like, that is a drastic turnaround. Um, but is that the kind of thing? Is that expected there between round one, round two? I mean, is that maybe more normal than it looks? Um. Yeah, I think so. That's the kind of stuff that gets guys at A1. You know, just yep. just a little bit of tension and, and uh, you know, arm pump. I mean, it happens to, happens to a lot. I, I would have guessed that a lot of guys at A1 had arm pump at some level that maybe they don't mm-hmm. normally get or, or whatever. But, man, for him to come out sick, as sick as he was, and he didn't really look well. And, yeah, I mean, he dominated all day. He was, you know, quickest all night. Just you could tell he was on it. So that, that's a big, that's a pretty big turnaround. 
yeah, he, he was back. It was refreshing to hear him say after the race that at Anaheim 1, everyone was blowing him up, telling him he's a man, he's got the title in the bag, and everyone was wanting to say hi, and it was a very busy day, and he kind of let it get to him, and that's why he rode bad. I thought that was pretty cool of him to admit that. Oh, wow. Mm. So he goes, you know, just one of those, th- one of those days. Um, but, yeah. You he, know, I, I, had, I had times where, um, not to go all, you know, former racer on here, but, like, a lot of times if I had a really good, like, if I won a heat race, my times were good in practice and I won my heat, I would do worse in the main. Because I'm like, man, I could really win. Like, I could win. You know, I'm, not, I'm good enough to win. And I'd put all this pressure on myself and ride, ride terrible and ride tight. And so that's probably kind of what he had going on all day long. Oh, dude, you're the man. You're, you're the guy. You're fast. You, you can win this, you know. And there's already enough pressure day one, so throw that on top of it. And yeah. Um, that's a delicious recipe for arm pump. Yeah, I know oftentimes when I was uh... – when I was, uh, you know, winning those Manitoba titles, um, same thing, thing, same thing. Um, yeah, yeah. I just want to say a, a bink for me um, because first practice, untimed, first five-minute practice, I called Marvin Musquin for a podium. Just want to say that. I just, you, you know, you just tell when guys are on, you know, you just see them scrubbing and soaking and jump, you know, I just mu- must – a lot of times when the guys go out to the first practice and they pick the track up right away, they go out with an aggressive attitude in practice. You know, some guys kind of roll around, look around at the crowd, roll the track, put sections together. You know, Musgrin from the drop of the gate. And, and if I ever have kids and I'm like Tony Alessi and I'm programming them to win, you know, win at all costs, I will teach them this. But for now, I can't. Just go out well, there. Tony does that. You, you, Mike, he makes Mike be the first guy on the track every time. Yeah, and, and and not only that, but go out there and attack the track and ride every practice, you know, n- not balls out, but at a good speed, and that's what Musgrin was doing. And therefore, what happens is I think is your learning curve of getting comfortable with the track and figuring out the corners and figuring out the lines is accelerated over the dudes that are just rolling, looking around, putting sections together. That's all. So one of my little personal theories that I have. And, and Musquin proved me right, for once. Um, but uh, uh, he rode good. He rode really well. And uh, you know, but the post, of course, points leader is Tyler Rattray. Well, again, and we all knew this would happen. Uh, of course. I mean, we of all. Of course, I think it's the operative term. We all knew that that Tyler yeah. Rattray was going to be the guy, and and he is. Um, yeah. He, Muskin, uh, I thought he looked unbelievably good in practice at uh, Anaheim too. He is so smooth. Like he lands from jumps. I don't know if he gets the backside perfect or what, but I swear he has the smoothest landings. It's like they don't even need suspension on that bike. Yeah, he just, just take it off. So yeah. smooth. Yeah, just don't they call that on the je ne sais quoi? <laughs> it's a certain <laughs> je ne sais quoi, thing, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a certain Jean Carlos Ramos. Uh, yeah, he was good, man, and uh, you know it wasn't quite at Wilson's level, but I think it shows that that class. Like, think how mixed up it is. Like, Sealy got fifth, right? Yeah. You know, and it wasn't like, oh my god, what happened to Sealy? It's just, I think everybody knows between those guys in yeah. the class, it's just the way it's going to be. Like, yeah. one little yeah. thing here and there is going to make a difference. It's not like Sealy all of a sudden lost it. That's just how competitive well, there's, it is. Yeah, what is there, four or five guys within four points of each other right now? Yeah, something I mean, like that's that. that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sealy... I mean, I think... Sealy, yeah, he gave no indication that he was out of this or that that Anaheim one was a fluke, 
Wrote very good. Yeah. 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 Oh. And uh, Tomac might have been, you know, maybe the fastest guy both races. He's just blown the start yeah. uh, both times. Anaheim won. I think everybody had a pretty good excuse for the weird start. Yeah. Just didn't get it this time around. Um, and he had the, the fast heat race. It, 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 but, you know, it'll come around. Tomac, Weege, if Tomac gets two, two hole shots, A1 and, and last weekend, is this? are we talking about this class in a totally different way? Is it like... What do you think? Yeah, maybe you're right. Tomac, is he 1-1 one, one right now, and everybody's going, man, I don't know uh, what you're going to do with that guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. And maybe, I think the, the thing I've said about him before is not only is he you know, fast and talented and all that, and his dad's gnarly, but I just <laughs> like the way he approaches the races. Like, I just think he's got good race craft, and, and even though he hasn't won a title at this level yet, I think he knows how to do it. You know, So I think when he give him the right parts, he's not going to screw it up. Fastest lap of the night, both week, both uh... – both at rounds, both, yeah. both rounds one and yep. two. Um, uh, Ping, let me ask you this: uh, Can Tyler Rattray win this, or is he just eventually going to get taken over? But can he win this with just a win, say one win and a bunch of podiums, or is it going to take more? To, to underestimate him and, and think that he couldn't would be a huge mistake because right. he, you've, you've already seen it. Tomac not getting the starts, you know, one of those guys goes down, or, or two of them tangle together. And you're done. I mean, he is, that guy's not going to be off the box all year. I don't care what you do. That guy will be on the box every time. That's what he said. So yeah. those points add up. Um, much like the guy in the front row of the stripper, local strip club. He's, he's on the box. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh. Hey, oh. What, what about Zach? Hey, ask Jimmy Gaddis. Yeah. No, you're ask right. Ask Jimmy Gaddis if you can win that way. Ask your boy Tim Ferry if you oh. can win that way. Oh, yeah. Good point. Um, what about Zach Osborne? Now I'm, I'm the Zach Osborne fan. I like you to discuss Zach Osborne. Well, uh, man, that's I, I just think back to the when he what was he? he what did we talk about this? Oh, oh nine. He rode YOT or oh eight? Oh eight. Oh eight. Oh eight. Yeah. I remember him being really fast um, at A one, watching, going, wow, you know. Snack packs, like, he's on it. He's pretty good. And then he got hurt. I think he did his shoulder. And then his his career here kind of fizzled out, and he wound up in Europe. And, I mean, you know, for me, I don't really watch much of that stuff over there. I see the results, and he's been it's pretty good. It's one moto. It's one moto. You don't need to worry about it. Well, no, I, you know, he's, he's you pretty get good that, over there. you get that one? Yeah. Yeah, one moto format. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. That was – what are you talking about? Andy Boyer, uh, Andy Boyer, like, I don't know, last year, says <laughs> something the GPs were one moto, which they were. Yeah, I think it was like when, what's his name, came to. Uh, uh, oh, DeRiver. Um, yeah. The Manamex Panda came to Utah oh, uh, yeah. or something like that. It was like very impressed that he could do two motos. It's just used to one in Europe, and everybody just cringed. <laughs> well, and I did not edit it out. Anyway. I just let him hang himself. Anyway, go ahead. Um, I, I mean, just. Just same as you, Steve. Like I'm, I'm totally impressed with his speed after not riding Supercross for that long. That he can come over here, and he's like he's legit. His speed. I don't know if his fitness is quite there for this, but mm-hmm. holy crap, dude can go fast for a couple laps. And he doesn't look out of control or like he's, yeah, you know, flailing off the bike. He's he's got it. You know, you can see it. So I I'm not going to be shocked at all to see him riding for a very good team here next year. Yeah, no, he said he's still got he's got some feelers for sure. Um and if he gets on a podium, it might be the first time Olin's been on a podium since Hack and Carlequist. 
you know, so that would be good for them, uh, the Swedish uh, suspension maker. I was cringing as, as Ping as as Ping decided to talk about uh, Osborne. There, he said, "I remember him in '08, and I saw him, and he was fast." <laughs> oh wow, he's going right, going right to it. But he, he dropped the S in there, so yeah, he was yeah. fast. Um, <laughs> you know what it is? It's like a, on another note, he's lost as much weight as Davy Millsap. <laughs> and he, and he and his girlfriend. Let me tell you. Let me tell you about her. <laughs> Jesus, Ben. <laughs> um, hey, you know how like you get guys that you know are really talented in the amateur ranks, and then maybe they don't use their ping card and they get off track. Brian Gray, um, and, Ben Riddle. What's that? Brian Gray, Ben Riddle. Right, and then at some point, Eddie okay, Hicks. like even um, even maybe. Well, those guys are way, way, way off the path. But, um, you know, the guys are still out there. For mm-hmm. example, like Izzy and Stroop, I'm sure, would admit to you that maybe the last couple of years racing-wise haven't gone. They should have used the, the ass ping card? They did not use the ass ping card. So now they're trying to rebuild themselves and, you know, head the right direction. Don't and put smoke in the cigarettes and weed at your birthday parties and get hammered and buy Rolexes. There you go. <laughs> so get in a time machine, go back three years, and give that information to both of those guys. Yeah, amazing advice. I, I, would it, see, I, would, I never thought that would be a bad thing. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it seems good to me. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, my point is, so you have a lot of guys that come out of the amateurs and they've got speed and talent. It just doesn't yeah. work for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. And then it's like later on they're, you know, they've learned, okay, this is my job. This is my profession. I'm going to take this serious. I'm going to maximize my potential. I'm going to do as well as I possibly can. And I kind of feel, not that Osborne was out there smoking cigs and everything else at his birthday party, <laughs> but it just wasn't coming together. I mean, he was called something be a, different than fast at one point when he first came on the scene and yeah. snack pack, et cetera, et cetera. So it's kind of like that. Like, I think it's just, yeah. okay, let me try this again. What I was doing wasn't working. I'm going to take this seriously. I'm going to give it everything I have. And just like saying Izzier Stroop, you know that the speed and the talent is there. Yeah. Now he's just actually doing it. Um, but here's my other thing on this. What is the actual setup for that team? Like, where does he ride? Like, is he he's not at any disadvantage? Like, we talk about that class all the time. It's about equipment and, you know, where, where is he riding? Where is he testing? Who is he, his trainer? Like, how is he putting this program together and competing uh, at this level? Okay, his trainer lives here in Las Vegas. I don't know who it is. He's been riding at Alessi's. He rode at, mm-hmm. in South Carolina and at Chad Reed's house for a little bit before the season started. He's been on the Tony Alessi program since he's been to California. His bike is this, at A1 was a practice bike with some modifications because his race bike from England did not arrive in time. In Phoenix, he got his full race bike, um, and it's good. The bike is good. It's got all in suspension, but that's good. Um, it's good for Carla Quist in 83, and it's good for Osborne in 2012. Um, so, yeah, that's his, that's his deal. Uh, and obviously, I think he was going to go out of his van, and then all of a sudden Rock River's like, Hey, you're doing pretty good, and you're on a Yamaha. You can come underneath here. We got lights and stuff, and some sodas in the cooler. Um, so now he's kind of doing, you know, Rock River thing. So that's my point, though. Is this like very impressive? Like he's slaying the dragons, or is he not really at that much of a disadvantage? No, I think if you don't ride supercross for that long, and you just jump into it, ping, you'd be better off to talk about it. But th- th- that's impressive. Of course, then that's again, really Billy Lunovich, last race in '87. And he's doing pretty well too. So <laughs> no, even take that out. Just take that out. I'm saying like equipment, team, program, all oh, okay. that. Okay, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, right. Damn, that is unbelievable that he's overcoming all those odds. Okay, or is it like yeah. nah, the bike, the training, all right. that stuff. He's 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 yeah, he's, he's, he's 
I mean, even 0-1 suspension, like, really? Like, that's not that's yeah, not okay. a disadvantage? Like, that's oh, all good? This just or is this in. really why, amazing? This just in. Wygant hates Osborne. It's just in. Um, <laughs> no, no, I'm saying impressive. I don't think it's getting it's enough very, credit. Very like, I don't think he's getting enough credit. Oh, like, in okay. that class where we oh. talk about, oh. all about bike team, bike team, bike team, and then a guy who's not on any of those bikes or that team does well, and I don't know if enough people are saying, this is unbelievable that he's pulling this off. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, I agree. He's I riding. Unbelievable. He's riding good. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, um, it's a good story, no doubt. He's doing two more races, and then uh, um, that's it. So only two for sure, no matter what. Yeah, two more. Uh, unless he uh, last night he said uh, if he wins, he thinks he'll keep going. So, uh, but you know, also, obviously, too, also Max Anstey, he's been solid, I guess. Um, is is anybody see Merv around? Anybody? I saw Merv's wife running around with a big Anstey shirt on. Young enough to be Max's girlfriend. I'd like to see if Merv's, if Merv's around because that's always good times I hear. Um, but yeah, Osborne's riding good, um, doing doing well, doing doing the uh, the right things, um, and and probably being like you said, will be on a team um, next year over here in America. I would think. What about? Hey, does he have to ride 450 GPs? Is that the deal now? No, he's one more year. Age? One more year in the NX2 oh, okay. class. Yeah. Oh, so this would be the next year would be the perfect time. For yes, him to come exactly. Back to yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Um, uh, you know, we can also reminisce about when Ping gave him the nickname Snack Pack, and he then a year later got called Snack Pack by everybody and was playing a flag football game um, with Ping and wanted to break his femur. <laughs> Good times. And had to wait to do it. Hey, I, I didn't make up snack pack. Oh, you didn't? That oh, he West thinks you King did. Guy. He it think- was his thing. No, I didn't oh. make it up. Okay. I think either someone told me, oh, yeah, uh, Wes Kane called him snack pack at Loretta's, and we laughed. I said, all right, I'm going to make it stick. And I, I used it in the broadcast. And oh, okay. I made it up. But it wasn't really me making it up. Okay. All right. Um, but it's fitting, really, at the time. I remember at Southwick that year, he he was like second or, you know, up front. Or maybe it was uh, Bud's Creek. Bud's Creek. No, it was Bud's Creek. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was out front. I'm like, man, this kid, what awesome breakthrough ride here. And it was like 15 minutes in, like he had two flat tires. I've never seen a guy go backwards so fast. Mm. Nothing was wrong. Just yeah. Um, what else? Anything else? What happened to Travis Baker? Went down earlier, right? Oh, yeah. He, yeah. Was, he was actually – potentially going to have uh, maybe a breakthrough ride. He was fifth. Feely and Tomac were going to get him, uh, but he was riding really well, and right when they passed him, he pushed the front end um, in a turn, went down. So uh, Michael Libro well. He's, he's the, also, yeah. by the way. Yep. So. What about uh, Martin Davalos? Fantasy League killer. That's that's his new name. Oh yeah, FLT. No, Fantasy okay. League killer. FLK. I'll get it. Yes, for MLK they 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 celebrated FLK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got a 19th and a 20th now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is. I mean, but honestly, I mean, look, I'm not the biggest Davalos fan. Um, I can admit that the guy's fast and he's got speed, but this is just what he does. This is just. 27 years old in the lights class on a good team, and this is what he does. Could he podium next weekend? Yeah, he could. But this is what we get. And all you people that make it, fantasy it, football, it, fantasy 
motocross picks and you pick Davalos, you deserve what you get. I've never seen a guy, I don't recall ever seeing a guy who's that talented, who can set the fastest lap time, win his heats. He can do 15 laps. I see him do 15, 20 lap motos all the time midweek and get to the races and, you know, struggle to be in the top 15. I've never, I've named another rider that, that was like that. Um, Jason Lawrence. Lawrence Lawrence won races. Yeah, I know, but you know, um, Michael Jason Lee, Anderson, man, Jason, he's good. Yeah, Jason Anderson, he's good. Um, you know, it's he, weird. he rode much better, I think, than his uh, than his results even showed. I mean, he he rode good all night. You know what's weird when you look at the results of the lights race? We got some besides not being any Americans on the on the top three steps, which uh, has happened before, but not too often. We had no Americans ping, so just want to let you know that that's got to really hurt you to not have Americans up there. Um, Monster girls are all from here. We we do have we have some really jacked up names in that class. We got a Marvin, Tyla, Eli, Zach, Nico, a Max, a Jean Carlos, a Teddy. Like, Martin? Martin? Yeah. We got some. Even the Martin in the class is Martin. Yeah. Not even Martin. We got some jacked yeah. up names in that class. Like, just, I don't know. Like, Nico? Zach? Those are weird names. Teddy? Not Ted. Teddy. Well, it is how you use it. I mean, Nico Izzy is Dominic, which is not that crazy of a name. But oh, it is? It became, it's Dominic? Yeah, he's Dominic Izzy. I, yeah. I had no but, idea until right now. Knock me over. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But somehow he became Dominic. I mean, Somehow they shortened Dominic to Nico, or like a right. yeah. Sign of the times, man. No one names their kid John anymore. No, no, no. Tyler, Joe, Tyler, Bob. It's over. Marvin, <laughs> Marvin, really, Marvin. I mean, I know it's French, but that's not cool, you know. So, kind of weird. We got some weird names going on in that class. The 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 four fifty class is is you know Ryan, Jake, Kevin, Chad, Andrew, James, Brett. You know, got it going on. Lights class, all over the map. Hey, what about uh, going back to the Supercross class for a minute? What about what about the Han brothers, man? What happened? Man. I, I just saw Tommy, lit, you know, sitting over on the side of the track. I'm going, oh, man, don't be something bad. And I hear now broke his lower leg. So, yeah. Did anyone see what happened on that one? What happened? Uh, no. I, saw, I saw the – I saw it. Um, him and Chisholm came together. I don't know, like, what – I don't know if the foot got broken between the bikes when they, they kind of made some contact, like they were just racing. In that turn or what? Yeah, in that turn, Tommy went underneath him and then stuck to the right. Chisholm squared up and went to the right. Tommy went to the left, but Tommy went to the left, came in underneath him, went to the left of, of the thing, of the track. Chisholm squared up, went to the right. They drag raced down that rhythm section into that triple. And they kind of came together because their lines were sort of coming together. Tommy was not happy that his dad um, called Chisholm a dirtbag after the race, and there was a little confrontation. Not a big deal, I don't think. Obviously, he's just frustrated like you know, like all the Han family is right now. Um, but I just saw it as a racing incident. I really don't know how he broke his leg. Like, like there wasn't some cartwheel or caught in a swing arm and a wheel or anything like that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um it's just weird. Yeah, bad break for the Hahn brothers. He's out, what, four to six? And Will's six to eight? Oh, man. 
I think yeah. he said eight. Damn. I said eight. Damn. Yeah, it's terrible, man. It's terrible. Not good. Not good for those guys, for there's sure. Some, there's yeah. some good names here. Didn't make it. Ryan Morris uh, was, like, deathly ill. I went over to talk to him, and I actually saw him. I just went, yeah, I'll, I'll see you later. <laughs> I'm not even going to chance this. He had just Did he know, look, sickness written across his face. Did he look he was, like those guys from 24 days, 27 days or whatever, the zombies? You ever see the movie Outbreak? Yeah. He, he kind of looked like he had something. He looked you know, like look, like, like the monkey or like one of the sick people. <laughs> Either he's sick people. Okay. He looked like uh, sort of like he had a little bit of leprosy going on or something. Plague. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> leprosy. Out. Leprosy. leprosy. Six uh, weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see that in an injury report. Leprosy. <laughs> leprosy. Nine months to forever. He's out. <laughs> Nine months to eternity. Brock Tickle missed the man. What happened to Stroop? Stroop. Stroop. Might have set the record for. Came off with an injured jaw or something, or what? Was, he, what happened? He might have set the record for fastest. Kind of holding his face. Fastest tweet from a rider during the race. <laughs> he was tweeting right after getting hauled off. Uh, they, they, the medics wouldn't let him race. He said in his tweet. So he must have rang his hey. bell pretty good. <clears throat> yeah. The fast no the record for fastest tweet. I swear, last year Wilson got fourth in one of the lights races, and while the podium was going on, all of a sudden popped up. Just didn't have it tonight. Like, I, like know, I was saying, and Osborne tweeted quick, right? too. I, I suppose. Or, as I was joking in the press box, they ride to the truck, give me the phone! Somebody give me a phone now! <laughs> Grab this bike, give me a phone! <laughs> that's, what, that's the world we live in nowadays. Um, yeah. Tickle didn't make the main? Josh Grant didn't make the main? And then Ryan Sipes yeah, didn't make Clyde, the main. You know, did the, you guys uh, see the move class. with... With Grant and Albertson, did you guys catch all that? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. They were going for that last spot. Nothing wrong um, with it. J- Josh kind of took himself down. Yeah, he did. And, but it was cool because, they, you know, they came together. They were both racing for the line, and Josh got flipped over the bars pretty good. Yeah. But he came up to Jimmy afterwards, and I thought, oh, boy, here we go. Yeah. And he went up, and he patted him on the back, like probably going, hey, man, sorry I, you know, yeah. whatever. Well, he cleaned Jimmy out. Cool. And- I'm glad he didn't get mad. He cleaned Jimmy out in the heat for 10th place in the last turn. Yeah. Now I hope no, he didn't touch him. He didn't touch him. We, I went back and watched the tape in the truck with those guys because I thought the same thing. Georgia was all fired up. Yeah. I went back and watched, and, and Jimmy said he actually just he brain farted and no, uh, Grant didn't touch him. So all you Albertson fans, calm her down. Bring her down. Okay. Okay, yeah. I I'd heard it from some Albertsons fans, so – I saw. No. Yeah, there were a couple of unruly ones in the press box that were. <laughs> yeah. Spreading the word. Um. Uh. Yeah. So anyway, Josh Grant doesn't make the main. Brock Tickle doesn't make the main. Stroop more. The um, Sipes, Ryan Sipes, uh, Matt Moss, Matt Moss. Yeah, it was Moss, right? Matt Moss. Um, Moss. Yeah, Moss and. Uh, Moss torpedoed him. That, yeah. That team did not have a good night. The Rockstar Valley Star team. They had uh, Nico Easy get eighth, Swanepoel get seventeenth, and three DNQs. Not good. Yeah, he's gone to the hospital. Not, he's got a Swanepoel's got a DNQ and a and a seventeenth. Is that what she said? Yeah. Like, that's rough, huh? Well, I don't know much is expected of him well, in Supercross. You know. Really. But Stroop and Stroop needs to be better, no doubt. Um. Tough, tough night. Rattray for... is ruining Swanepoel's excuse of, hey, I'm from South Africa. We can't ride Supercross. <laughs> yeah. Just ruining it. Yeah. No, yeah. ruined. Um, ruined it. Ruined it. But, uh, uh, yeah, and Tickle. 
That's not good. That's not good. Grant, at least, like, we just told us about Grant coming back from a knee injury, and that's sort of where we're, where we're at with him. He's maybe not the Josh Grant that we all know. But uh, uh, with Tickle, ooh, that's just straight up not making it. Yeah. It's yeah. gnarly. It's just tough this year, man. It's tough. Yeah. Nick Way uh, almost didn't make it either. Had to ride the LCQ again. He made it, though. Um, you know, and obviously Jimmy got the last spot, like we said. So those, every week it's going to be a rotation of some – Really fast dudes that don't make it. You guys agree? Yeah, but you got yeah, to get credit to the guys who are. Like, Chris Blow so far, both main events. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Albertson, both main events. Like, good yeah. for them. I mean, that's tough yeah. to do. Yeah. No doubt, especially after watching screwed over Blows like that for that ride. Yeah. Wow. Oh, just kidding. Um, all right. Anything yeah. else? Are we good? Wrapping it up? I just want to, again, make it clear. Like, Ryan Dungey, I don't care what his interviews were. I don't care where Villapoto started or fell or how he rode or whatever. The dude won a race. Uh, that's just awesome. Congratulations. So I don't want anyone to yeah. Come, yeah, I don't want anyone to come away from this podcast. Like, I don't care how it happened. I mean, there's yeah. no way people were coming and being like, oh, yeah, round two, yeah, Dungey should get a win. Right. Like, that's an amazing accomplishment. And uh, it made a lot of us look pretty pretty dumb because I don't think we saw that one coming. This, he's At the very least, I'd say exactly where he was. Yeah, I mean, uh, we, we, we figured yeah. from the outset that he would be worse than what he was last year, and last year he struggled to win one. And right. we all thought he's going to be worse than that, no doubt. And right. so far, he's better than that. Yep. So, so I'm and, just giving credit where it's due, man. I'm not going to make fun of the guy's interviews, although I could. <laughs> but I'm not going to do it because he won a race. So he could say whatever he wants. He could have said, F off, I'm not even talking to you. And I would have been like, hey, you um, won a race. That's all good, man. Uh, and you don't want Leighton coming down on you either. Congratulations to, oh. to Roger and Ian and Leighton and Carlos Ooh. and all those uh, – Frankie. Even Frankie probably had something to do with it. Um, all those guys at KTM. That's a lot of effort they had to put into that thing, and it's cool to see them do it. Cool to see them pay, up, pay off like that. The big uh, – and we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about this more as the year goes on, but talking to Carlos, Dungey's mechanic, you know, he says the big difference is – and Dungey, surprisingly, not really articulating this in his interviews, is that uh, – that bike basically is what they told KTM to build. And I know that a lot of people are listening to this and says, well, yeah, but that's how racing works, right? Well, it's not really. Like, there's not at nearly as much of a connection to, you know, what the factories race and then what Japan uses to produce production bikes as they'd probably want to make you think. I mean, they all want to say, this is the bike that James Stewart or Chad Reed, Ricky Carmichael developed. But there's a million steps between that. But I think there's virtually no steps between the KTM Dungeons riding and what DeCoster and all those guys wanted. Like, they basically built that bike. Yeah. Yeah, and I can speak from working at a couple of factory teams. That, yeah, there's not. I mean, obviously, they, they there's some things. But, yeah, generally speaking, yeah. Um, it's a different department, different division, different riders, different different everything, you know, developing Yeah, I don't think KTM and, has departments or divisions. Right, right. <laughs> they just yeah. have, like, a couple of guys. Yeah. <laughs> were you talking to Carlos or were you talking to Giancarlo Ramos? Oh, <laughs> Just Again, only in a Harlequin novel. <laughs> yeah, could you not just see that? Yeah, Giancarlo Ramos is yes. ungrateful. You guys, I, I got him pictured. I've never seen this guy. I got a picture just long, like, Fabio-style hair, chiseled six-pack abs. Like, he's a handsome bastard. Kind of a mix of John Stamos and Jean-Claude Van Damme. Whoa, wow. No? At one point, he was probably America's next great action star, I'm guessing, at some point. <laughs> Giancarlo Ramos. 
Yeah. John Carlos Ramos is. He's jailbroken. You know, like you could, you know, you could, you could do you know, exactly. any kind of any kind of movie you want. You know, um, exactly. The revenge. Yeah, John Carlos Ramos was wrongly incarcerated for a crime he did not commit. Yep. And now he's jailed. Brother was killed yeah. by drug lords. And now yeah. he's taking them all out. This could, be, this could be our own little uh, uh, prayer meets thing where we don't actually see the guy for you know we don't actually. I mean, I eventually tracked him down and all that, but. For a while, we had, you know, Drago, Ivan. It was anything but Ivan Drago once we got to know him, but, you know, kind of our, our Crayer Meats guy, Giancarlos Ramos. Crayer so, uh, All right, good. Crayer Meats, dude. Crayer Meats. Bringing an outside sponsorship. Good for the sport. <laughs> well, you see how much Crayer is investing back into the sport still. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they're everywhere. Hey. <laughs> you know, somebody's got to pack cocaine inside of, you know, <laughs> cuts of filet and ship it over here. You know? right. and, and, and it's up to Jean Carlos Ramos to figure out who it is. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> oh, good times. That's your movie right there. Avengy, what was it? Evgeny Mikhailov? Yeah. Mikhailov? Evgeny Mikhailov and Jean Carlos Ramos. There you go. There's your movie. <laughs> good guy, bad guy. Yeah. Drug smuggling, we got it all. Yeah, <laughs> drug smuggling in meats, in, in 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 cuts of meat. Yeah, I like that. It's good. It hides the dog smell too. The dogs can't sm- smell it, you know. So. Oh. Um, all right, guys. It's actually, the worst idea ever because the dogs are going right for the fillet, you know. Yeah, but then the customs guys open it, and it's just meat. So it's you know, I mean, they don't know. Jean Carlos <laughs> Ramos knows, but you know, his partner got gunned down by Crayer Meats. And now he's trying to revenge his partner's death. So, yeah. two days before he was going to retire. Well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He was just just getting retirement. Is he? And he's too old for this shit. He's too old for this shit, too. You know. Damn so. it, Ramos! <laughs> Wait till the sequel where he teams up with his Italian counterpart, Killy Rusk, his uh, Italian oh. super agent. And, and but that, and they're assisted by Dusty Pipes. <laughs> <laughs> Dusty Pipes is the computer hacker that can work, work, you know, get inside the police system to break the uh, break the code in the computer. Yeah. And uh, he's a very unkempt, very unkempt, like kind of dressed unkempt. like a slob. But yeah, yeah. Damn it, Pipes! We need the that genius. code. He has an office set up in his mom's basement in Hackensack, New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dusty Pipes. And and uh, and he's yeah. Just his pipes. His, his his nickname is Pipes. Obviously for the for the computer code. Like that's his name. Take this just pi- endless close-ups of his fingers typing rapidly, and then like a screen, <laughs> like a cursor, just going nuts on the screen. And, and Killy Rusk and John Carlos Ramos tracking down Claire Meats. I like it. It's good. We can do it. We can do it. I think we can see if we can get Coombs to uh, to bankroll this thing. It's fun. This okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know. Seagrass maybe. Seagrass can make it happen. <laughs> Hey, no, no, uh, no blowback from that secret story with the chick. Nope. Didn't hear a word. Nothing. No, didn't hear a word. Okay. All right. Yep. We're good, all good. Good times. Yeah, Se- I, he squared it up with you too, didn't he? Seagrass can go to Gates, Bill Gates, that is, get the funding yeah. for our Jean Carlos Ramos thriller. <laughs> it all works out. It all ties in. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, BTOsports.com, Racer X podcast show, Phoenix wrap up. Got a little silly in the end, but uh, always a good time, guys. Thanks very much, and uh, same time, same place next week.
See you guys. See See ya. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Steve Mathis Show. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to find the more than 200 episode archive or get the Pulp MX app for your iPhone for the complete Pulp MX fix.